All right. Are you ready? Yes. Are you mentally prepared? No. Perfect. Me neither. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Playcube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase. And I'm Mushy. And today we are back to discuss the finale, or part two, of Stranger Things Season 4. I'm trying to think, what have I been referring to it as? I think I've just been calling it like the last episode. I haven't recognized it as part two, or finale, or anything. It's just, oh, did you see the last episode? Type of thing for me. Yeah, it's definitely a weird place because it's like an extra three hours at the end, released a month later. Yeah, it, it was interesting in their timing, to say the least. Or I should say, to say it nicely. It's like a weird blend because you have all these TV shows releasing on a weekly basis. Then you have Stranger Things dropping their first six episodes all at once. Then being like, hey... Wait a month for two more episodes. Honestly, I wish Netflix would just stick to their original model of, here's the entire season, have fun, don't forget it's going to take a while for the next one to come out. Instead of, do like, because you know, Hulu, they do a weekly basis, I'm not sure about other streaming apps, what they do. I know Hulu does weekly basis, Netflix used to be, here it is, the whole season, do what you want. And then they started introducing, here's part one, here's part two, here's part three. And I'm just like, why don't you just release it all one at once like you used to? What value, what merit is there in making us wait a whole month for the last bit of Stranger Things? Or anything oh. else for that matter? Oh, we just got to release them in parts so we can gauge the interest of the consumer. That way, we can decide whether or not to cut it now, or cancel it two months later. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. But if it's all recorded and ready to go, just air it. I mean, clearly, this last episode was two hours long. They needed the extra time just to put in the finishing touches. Did they, though? <laughs> I don't think... <sighs> to be frank, I don't think that those last two episodes, three hours, whatever minutes... I don't think it was worth the wait. Like, to me, Netflix holding those last few episodes signified, hey guys, it's going to be a bombshell. Like, it's going to be a big deal, and it's going to be worth the wait. And then we had to wait a whole month, and we got those last two episodes, and it was just kind of like, you made me wait a month for this, when you should have just released it all at once. I mean, they were just trying to build up hype in a most artificial way possible. Because early on, they're like, this is going to be the Game of Thrones season of Stranger Things. I mean, they didn't even need to build up hype. It had been two years. We were already hyped. Uh, and on top of it off, not many people died. Sure, about, let's see, 22 people died in that last episode. 
Was it really that many? Only two of them were named. Okay. So because at the see, end, they're like, 20 people are dead from this event. Oh, yeah. So, background, like, background characters, sorry to say, nobody cares if they die. Um, and so I say that, but, like, obviously we're not counting Chrissy as a background character. Um, because people were upset by her death, so I'm, I'm not saying she was a background character by any means but people like those 22 or, or 20 that died in that event like does uh, like the we the viewer don't know them only their family in hawkins know them and their friends and all that but it, it's kind of hard to be like oh no that's so sad when we're just like, oh, okay, whatever. Because if, I mean, like if, if you had not said that, I wouldn't have even remembered that people had died in that. Yeah. We also see at the end where hundreds of cars are fleeing Hawkins. Yes. And even then, I'm thinking, we're not going to miss anybody next season, are we? Mm-hmm. We're not going to have some random character be like, oh, hey, they're no longer the show because their family got out of town. I don't think so. I mean, even with um, Joyce and her family, they left Hawkins. It was a big deal when they left, but they were still in it. So if they're a main character, they're important. Like, they'll make it work as long as they the actor didn't leave the show. Yeah, but who, what other character are you going to have being all set up in, like, Pennsylvania or whatever state nearby? I don't know. They could make it work. They sent people to California. Yeah, but they sent like main character, like four of the main characters there to rush to California. I, yeah, but that's all I'm saying is they did it once, and if they write it well into the storyline, they can make it work. Wait, before we go any much further, this episode will be heavy on spoilers. Oh, yeah. We'll also put that in the show notes. And by we, I mean Chase. The good thing we got this like five minutes in. After I complained about <laughs> everybody dying. <laughs> My bad. But to be fair, we did not say names. I did. You said Chrissy. That's like episode Okay, one. okay. Okay, that's true. That's true. But nobody else. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Everyone's literally spread out this entire season. We had Team Russia. We had Team California and the Great Southwest. Then we had, like, Team Hawkins, and even then that was divided up to other people. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just everywhere this season. We got to see more background on what the numbers mean. We got to see Utah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so when they said, he's like, I know where we can get salt like that. I honestly thought that they were going to go to Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> And then they showed up at the pizza place, and I was like, okay. Missed opportunity, but... I mean, it's a pretty clever bit of foreshadowing, because early on in the season, they were like, oh, hey, they just opened up a new surfer boy over in uh, near the Grand Canyon or Arizona or somewhere near there. And I was just like, oh, hey, they brought that back. Nice. I mean, they they have really good writers for the show. I also want to know how many, how many miles per gallon that van has. That is a really good question, um, being that they drove it all over the freaking desert. They're like, we're going from California to Salt Lake City to the Grand Canyon. 
to some secret military base out in the desert. They went everywhere. Except to Hawkins. Until the end. Uh, they're like, we don't have enough time to make it to Hawkins. We gotta make it to this pizza place instead. I mean, it was a great improvisation. Like, they, they used their brains. They were trying to, like, okay, well, can we fly and get there faster? No, we'll just piggyback from a pizza dough freezer. I hope this Argyle character, the guy who works at the Surfer Boy Pizza, sticks around a lot further for next season. I do, too. I really liked Argyle. Even though I forget his name a lot. I'm like, I'm over here trying to write down names and groups. I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) That is my exact phrase when someone says, oh, yeah, Argyle. And I'm like, who? Who the fuck is that? And he's like, the surfer boy pizza guy. I'm like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the pizza boy. Then we had Jonathan and Will. And Will turning out to be not... Will's, a, Will's, Will's had a very interesting run this season. He has. Um, so again, lots of spoilers in this episode. I saw just like, you know, Facebook posts, other social media posts. Um, and one thing that I saw that is like really just stuck in my head is it started with Will. It's going to end with Will. And of course, as of right now, it's fan speculation, um, given by the fact at that last, one of the last few scenes, he touches the back of his neck. Like, he senses the gates opening up, like, Mm -hmm. really early on. So it'll be really interesting to see what to do with his character this upcoming season. Like, people think Vecna is gonna... Like, I've heard so many different theories. Like, Vecna's gonna come through will um he's gonna come through max like use the body um as a host um i've seen that he's gonna be vecna's right hand man all kinds of stuff that would be interesting that would be wild it would be i can't wait to see what they ultimately figure out for will um of course i've seen a whole lot of other character speculation so you know this season we learned um that people's favorite song keeps them safe in the upside down um and it freed max we watched it free max um when she was trapped facing off with Vecna. And so again, just back to Will, um, they were saying, yeah, he kept singing his favorite song when he was in there. And that's what kept, excuse me, kept him safe. Um, So I've really liked to see all of the people, not just the fan theories, but just really them being able to pull back from the previous seasons, making connections and being able to show I mean, really just their audience on Facebook because their friends, um, the people who like their posts, whatever the situation is, being able to show like, hey, if you go back and look at this episode and this season, um, you'll see foreshadowing this many episodes ago for this specific thing. Like they kind of touched on it way back then. Okay. That'd be cool. To have like something, something so minute, something so forgettable, in like the early one or two seasons, just suddenly just be like a really big thing this last season. That's what I was thinking, and so I haven't gone back to actually verify any of that yet. Um, 
but I'm really excited too because I'm just like, okay, like, obviously that was season one. That was so many years ago. I don't even remember that. Let me go back and look um, and see if they're just making stuff up for likes and shares or if like this is actually truth. I mean, nobody would actually do that, right? Nobody would make stuff up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah. you see here, this is where Will's trying to come out to his friend Mike. Yeah, so I saw that too, and it's, I mean, it's very possible. I'm not saying no. Um, like, I could definitely see it fitting into the show. Um, like, character development-wise, storyline-wise, all of that. Um, and like, so, not saying that specifically, but some of the things, um, just in general for theories, people come up with some pretty crazy theories and I'm just like, what? Um, so for example, again, not that one, but the one that I'm referencing for pretty crazy, um, you know, Vecna, the mind flare, a few other things, um, within Stranger Things relate back to Dungeons and Dragons. We even have the main characters playing Dungeons and Dragons or D&D as it is so affectionately called. So one fan theory that kind of had me like, what was for Eddie? Um, so just paraphrasing this theory that I saw, essentially they think that Eddie is going to come back as Vecna's right-hand man. I can't remember his name, um, but he is a vampiric character. Um, so we know Eddie very likely died. Like we didn't actually see him get eaten, torn in half, anything like that. We saw him get bit um, by those bat-like creatures. Um, and the person who posed this theory said that the Doofer brothers had confirmed that you can't actually die from those bites. Um, and again, paraphrasing, they had said you could potentially bleed out, but one, like, obviously he was bitten more than once, but like a bite isn't going to kill you. Um, and so because of that, this person was speculating that okay, well, yeah, he got bit a whole bunch of times, but there wasn't a lot of blood. So he's going to come back as this vampiric character, again, playing Vecna's right-hand man, um, who actually ends up betraying him and, like, overthrowing Vecna. And so, like, that's what people are speculating for Eddie. And so, like, that one just has me, like, oh, my goodness, what if? Do, like, just all of this um, fan lore... Um, obviously it, it, we don't know what is canon for the future, um, but like all of these, like just the speculative things that people have come up with just have me like, what? And some of them are like, oh, okay, I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. And some of them have me like, uh, you lost me. If Eddie Munson ever does come back for the fifth season in like two years from now, would that cheapen his death in this finale? Because he had a very emotional scene. Like, he literally died in the arms of a kid. I mean, Dustin. I mean, to complete, be completely honest, having watched a lot of movies with scenes like that, I wasn't completely sold on his death. Um, this was 100% before reading that fan theory. Um, I was like, oh, okay, he's, he's like, the way he's dying, like, right here, it matches up with... Um, Basically, my number one death scene that I compare everything to is um, the Pokemon movie, 2000, um, 
Ash and Pikachu. And so if it reminds me too closely of that scene, then I'm just like, oh yeah, they're going to come back to life um, somehow, some way. Um, and more often than not, that actually does happen. And so when I was watching this movie, or sorry, episode, um, and I saw Eddie's death scene, it totally made me think of that. And so I'm just like, oh, he's going to come back. Um, I don't think he's going to come back. Um, I did see something or was told something I can't remember. I, it came up in a conversation for sure um, that the actor that plays Eddie Munson is open to coming back to reprise his role should it make sense and fit organically. Um, and this is what I was told by the other person or the article. Again, I can't remember um, which was the primary source for that one. Um, but essentially, based on that, Eddie is done. <laughs> Even though it seems like his death is pretty open-ended and could come back. So answering your question, would it cheapen it? I wasn't sold on the fact that he was dead, so it wouldn't cheapen it for me. Um, however, if it were a more like brutal death scene, then I would say yes. Like wholeheartedly, yeah. Like it was very emotional. To me, I was just like, okay, I expected this. Can we move on? Okay, so if you saw like his limbs twisted and his head twisted around and him floating in the sky like 20 feet in the air, then yeah. somehow get, getting cut in half, then that would make <laughs> more sense. Yeah, so I mean, because like, take Steve, for example, we saw him get attacked. Did he die? No, he didn't. Um, he lived, he made it back, and then he came back to the upside down. Um, so seeing Eddie die in a similar manner, albeit probably bitten by more bat-like creatures, um, I don't I, I just wasn't completely sold on the death, like, to begin with. And so it's just like, oh, okay, he's gonna survive, they're gonna leave him in the upside down, um, but he'll make his way out, something will happen, and he'll be fine, eventually. But I don't know. Apparently, it seems like he's actually dead. Um, he just had a, in my opinion, he had a very lackluster death. Like it was, I guess, emotional. Um, like people were like, yeah, I was tearing up. I was tearing up. Honestly, I was just like, uh huh, uh huh, next. Okay. Um, it wasn't all that emotional to me. Now, what actually was emotional to me was when Dustin was talking to Eddie's uncle. Oh, yeah, that part. That part was actually emotional to me, not the actual death scene. Yeah, because pretty much the entire town had was convinced that Eddie Munson was the uh, cult leader responsible for killing everybody else. And Dustin was like, nah, I knew him. He was a cool dude. He just helped save the town. I am paraphrasing a lot, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was basically like, hey, Mr. Munson, your nephew was a good dude. Here's his uh, guitar pick necklace. I think that was the most emotional part for me. Because, um, like, obviously, Dustin only had nice things to say, um, which rightfully so, because he does know him. Um, but it's, uh, it's something about when they don't or can't bring back the bodies um, and they bring something sentimental like that. Um, that just makes it all the more powerful to me. Um, 
and a more heartfelt experience. Yeah, I can see that. Speaking about the other death that happened this episode. Okay, before, before, before we get into that death, I want to ask you, for the whole season... What was your favorite death? Um, favorite as in, oh, they died in a pretty cool way, or, oh my god, that character was annoying, I'm so glad they're dead. What was your favorite death? Weird question, because for the most part, we didn't really have that many people die this season. Sure, we had the Vecna victims. We had Eddie in the under upside-down world. Then we had like a bunch of uh, scientists and out you know what i'm gonna go with uh, that agent guy the uh, special uh, agent guy yes. who's trying to protect the kids in california okay so why is that one your favorite because it was just stood out it just was like hey we're trying Heroic. to save this guy yeah he was he was like the most so, like unexpected he, he was hero helpless. yes yes so his was a pretty good one I don't want to say redemption arc just because we weren't given a whole lot of stuff to see um, whether it was actually a redeeming death or anything. I mean, he was just a guy doing his job trying to protect these kids. Next thing you know, the military's coming in attacking this house. And he's like, all right, I'm going to save these kids as best as I can. Yeah. Too bad his partner got tortured. Oh, I know. Uh, there is a lot of moving parts this season. It's crazy. Because we had Eleven getting kidnapped, being like, hey, we can bring your powers back. Then we had this one military guy who just shows up out of nowhere. He's like, yeah, all these Vecna killings? It has to be Eleven. I know it. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's, that's basically his whole character personality. He's like, hmm, these wily scientists, they're creating this girl to kill kids. And sells her to the Russians. Well, I mean, you got to remember <laughs> what, like, I know it sounds crazy, like, what the heck? But if you think about it, some of the themes, like, they did a pretty good job. And I did read an article about this. Um, they, Winona Ryder kept them on track of, no, you can't put this song in this scene because this scene is set in this specific, like 1983, for example. It's set in this specific year. And that song didn't come out until two years later. And so I was reading, again, the article, and it said that they actually had to change a lot of things because of her memory. And like saying, no, this song didn't come out in the year that you're trying to say it did. Um, so like it changed the storyline, probably not a huge shift, um, but little things like that. Um, there was one um, scene that there was like, it basically said, oh, it's Will's birthday on this day. And a season later or something, the calendar was up to date. Um, in the background of the scene and it was will's birthday on that day and nobody said anything about his birthday he wasn't sulking about people not celebrating it um so obviously that's a big error and so they actually had to go in and digitally alter the calendar um so that it didn't mess up the story in the sense of why is nobody throwing a fit that we didn't celebrate will's birthday on his birthday um so just like winona was like nope 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 like she was keeping them so on track uh, of like fix it nope uh-uh 
So you got to think with somebody like that, who's like, I lived through this time. I know this time. They're going to have to do a pretty good job of portraying what was actually happening. So I say that because this season we got a big spoonful for those of us, um, Chase and myself included, that were not alive in the 80s to witness the satanic panic. Um, So we got a big spoonful of what it was kind of like um, to live during that time, to see that fear on people's faces, the fear mongering, all of that. In turn, we also got to see a lot of the Red Scare feelings that, um, like, you know, the first, the second Red Scare, all of that, Cold War, everything, like, all of the feelings that go along with that for the country, for the individual, from the military's perspective with this one specific character. They just put in so much thought and consideration. Obviously not maximum effort if they're having to go back and digitally alter things. but like they're putting in a lot of effort to make it as accurate as possible. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're reading comments later and you'd be like, the most realistic thing this season was the satanic panic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and for a fun fact about the satanic panic, there was about 12,000 allegations and not a single one of them was viable. <laughs> what is the Salem witch trials without murdering? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to enjoy a casual game of Dungeons and Dragons and the name it the Hellfire Club without I mean, a couple I mean, of raised eyebrows. I guess. So much that it raised the eyebrows of one high school basketball captain, Jason. So I'm just going to say it since I already asked you, Jason's death was my favorite this season. Um, (laughs) Very low-key, but very satisfying. Uh, Jason fucked up a lot of stuff this season. Ugh. Yeah, to put it lightly. I do think it's funny that early on we see Nancy, Steve, and Robin gearing up at a gun store. Mm -hmm. And Jason's like, you don't want that shotgun as he pops out of nowhere. You don't want oh. that shotgun. The barrel's too long. You'll miss before anyone gets close enough to get hurt by it. Yeah, but Nancy, already a gun enthusiast, I believe that she had already had plans to saw that shotgun off when she was buying it. So, yeah, they like the way it, it's all set up, it kind of seems like maybe she did it after... Like, as an afterthought of, oh, I'm going to get a shotgun because it has a whole lot of power, and if I get buckshot over birdshot, then we can expect this kind of outcome. And so it, it kind of seems like that. Um, that. That's how they were going in, and then he shows up and he's like, you don't want that because they can just grab it and then point it back at you. And like, you know, you saw the scene. But I choose to believe that Nancy was already planning to turn it into a sawed-off shotgun. Fair. It also doesn't help that Jason himself picks a Colt Python. You know, the cool revolver from Dirty Harry. <laughs> and it's essentially the shotgun version of a revolver because guess what? You're able to duck and dodge right underneath it before you can get a shot off. If only Jason took a, his own advice, you know? Yeah, you'd think, but he didn't. Like, 
Jason is this weird character because he's like his own little team detective going around trying to figure out what's going on. Beating I mean, up a bunch like, of people. Yeah, he's like the golden boy. It's like usually those kind of characters, everyone just loves them. But they did such a great job writing the character that we saw, like most people saw straight through him. Um, and they were just like, yeah, you're the golden boy. Yeah, you're the basketball captain. Everyone loves you. You're Mr. Popular, whatever. But it's like, you're a piece of shit. Be fair, we're looking at the evidence he has. Okay, Chrissy, his girlfriend, meets up with Eddie Munson. Chrissy's dead. Eddie Munson is hiding. What's going on? Then later on in the season, when we have Jason and his buddy, Patrick, the other basketball player, swimming out in the middle of the lake, hunting down Eddie, who's freaking out trying to run away, Patrick gets lifted up and gets killed right in front of both of them. And Jason's like, oh my god, he did that too. Oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. Whereas any normal person would see that and be like, what the heck? But again, satanic panic, and we're like, oh, he's conjuring the devil, he's using himself as a vessel to host the devil and to use his powers, and yeah, all this nonsense. So if you weren't like, paying attention like to if you weren't part of the know-how of the full group, you just see all these outside pieces be like, you know what? I can see where this puzzle came together at. It's like this whole Stranger Things was like this 1,200-piece jigsaw puzzle, but Jason only has enough pieces to make like a nice 16 by 16 square. Yeah, I could definitely agree to that. Then we have the fate of Max, which is very much called into question, you know? Yeah, that is true. Because Jason was... Jason destroyed Max's Walkman. Ugh. And it's just like, you don't know what you're doing! You're just being a turd just to be a turd. Why are you and, here? But I'm also, trying to save Max. Me too! Also, shame on them for not having some kind of backup. I don't know. I don't think anyone else had a Walkman. Boombox? Anybody? I guess the closest you could do is like pull up a car radio right next to her. I don't know. I just feel like they were, they're just all too smart. And like, what if there were no batteries? Like, I feel like there wasn't on the characters. And I'm sure like the writers probably discussed this behind closed doors. Like, what do we want to do? Like, nothing about them but the characters i feel like all of the characters were too smart to not consider what happens if we run out of batteries what happens if the tape messes up what happens if the earbuds mess up i think everyone was like all right cool we're gonna put in fresh batteries before we head out but nobody expects the walkman getting crushed by a foot they should have <laughs> okay batman <laughs> So Max leaves in. She gets stuck into the un upside down way too long. Way too, yeah, way too long into the process. She momentarily dies and wakes up with white eyes, like blinded eyes, and is now into a medically induced coma. So clearly, this character has gone through a lot this season. Definitely. I'm not sure if she'll survive the next season either, though. 
Honestly, there's a good chance she won't. Um, I mean, like, there's so many things that they could do. She could die between seasons. Um, she could come back episode one and then die. Um, she could be a conduit for Vecna. There's so many different things. I'm just shocked. Not more people died. I know, because people were like, oh, the Doofer brother said it's going to be a bloodbath, and this actor said it's going to be hard-hitting, and all of this thing that I was... Like, I was just so disappointed. Like, I was expecting half the kids to die, and anything else, and nothing. Like, halfway through the finale, we had three characters, Robin, Steve, and Nancy, getting trapped by tentacles then proceeding to get choked out, all right? Then it cuts off to literally every other player in the game before we come back a full 30 minutes later and still see them getting choked out. And they get released, and they're perfectly fine. I'm shocked. I'm shocked not a single one of them wasn't passed out, wasn't on the verge of death. All three of them just get up like, all right, cool, time to move on. I'm just like, if I was getting choked out like that, I would probably be dead in like three minutes tops. Same. This would have been like the perfect opportunity to either kill like Steve or Nancy or Robin or all three of them just to have like a total party kill. (laughs) (laughs) Would that be a a TKO? Not in the technical sense, but triple knockout. (laughs) But no, we can't do that. We have to save all of these characters for next season. I guess. Then we had Steve getting all emotional, Nancy, too. Like, I really love you, Nancy. This could have been us traveling the RV with 12 kids in tow. He only wanted six. <laughs> all right. Six kids in tow. But I mean, technically, already had his six kids. Yeah. But like, this would have been like the perfect standoff for Steve right now. Yeah. Like that um, heartfelt. I want you back, but I'm not saying I want you back. I miss you. Whatever. It's like they could have killed him off right then and there. Almost everybody was on the verge of death. Except the people in California. They were just like, hey, we're just uh, here to chill out for a bit, you know? Well, by that last episode, they were anyway. Sure, they had to survive military hunting down and helicopters and, you know, not getting shot at. They went through a lot with the military. Yeah. So I'm fully suspecting that the military is going to come in and set up some kind of like ground zero site in Hawkins for the next season. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see any of that and the season starts with it already being three months of military occupation or something. So, again, I wouldn't be surprised if we missed the setup part. Yeah, that might be a bit boring to be having watching that come in. I don't know. We have have season five coming out in two years. Who knows what kind of time skip's going on there. Yep. Or just be like the very next day and have all these characters age like two years out of nowhere. Is it wrong for these characters to still be in high school when they look a little bit older? I mean, starting I mean, high if, school, if like you freshmen. Think about 
most actors like people are like they're gonna be 20 playing freshmen in high school and i'm like if you think about it we have 30 year olds playing seniors and juniors in high school that was like in the early 2000s with like no Spider-Man. we still do like check people's ages in the years that they were playing high school students in movies and you will see late 20s early 30s playing high school students so like a lot of people are like complaining about they're going to be too old to be high school students and i'm just like eh eh not really i'm sure they hand waved that part of eddie because he uh supposedly got held back a few years <laughs> yes poor eddie this was supposed to be his year uh, it really was though he was a hero but i'll give eddie his due he had one of the most metal scenes this entire episode or he season. sure did. I mean, you have a dark gray clouds in the background. You have red lightning. You have a swarm of demonic bats coming after him. And he's over here playing Metallica's Master of the Puppets. If there was a scene I'd replay over and over again, it's that scene in particular. Just have that. It was really clip good it on YouTube. Billions of views right there. Have you seen um, people complaining on social media about like this is how i discovered metallica this is how you discovered metallica just like trying to shit on gen z basically for discovering metallica through stranger things i don't think i can't complain about that you know why because i discovered multiple music through guitar hero i never played guitar hero they just had so much classic rock i understand the appeal of it but it it just wasn't my thing um but I, I just find it interesting that it's always, this is how I did it. And I'm better than you because I did it this way instead of how you did it. And it's just like, they weren't even alive. Leave them alone. Right? You can't complain when people discover new music from like older games like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or Vice City. Oh, Vice City. Whew. It's very uh, bad. I mean, it's like... Oh, hey, I've been around long enough to know this when it first came out. Good for you. Not everyone's that old. Yep. I feel like we're missing something from this last season. Um, There's a couple of things that I want to touch on. I'll save the bigger one for a little bit closer to the end so we can pick up all the little stuff. Um... Joyce having her badass moment in the gulag, um, <laughs> saving saving Hopper. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, she was just I. Whew. It was really interesting to watch. Um, while I was watching it, it was basically like a she was it, like a big fuck you to the Demogorgons. Um, and then of course on social media, I saw comparisons of she wasn't gonna let somebody else die. Talking about. I, re- I want to call him Sam. I don't remember what his character name was um, from a couple seasons ago where he died. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, and so she, um, people are like, oh, her mindset is I'm not going to lose another one to these creatures. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Then we had uh, the Russians, too. We had the peanut butter smugglers, like. <laughs> okay, but peanut butter and denim jeans. We can't forget the denim jeans. 
Oh, I just have him down as Enzo the guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But all, all I'm saying is, like, that was a, a real big thing, like, a big deal um, for Russians, the smuggled genes. Oh, yeah. We're going to smuggle everything. Um, Like, you, you see it in countless things. Like, for example, um, in the office, Michael Scott was talking about the time that they had a Russian exchange student um, stay with him. And when the Russian exchange student went back to Russia, he Michael says he took all of my jeans with him. Wait. What? Yes! Um, so, like, it, it was a real big thing, and I can't remember if jeans were banned, um, like, if they were illegal to have, or what, because, you know, again, I wasn't alive. I don't know, I don't know firsthand. Um, but it, like, it was a, a thing, like, Russians not having access to denim and it getting smuggled in so people could have jeans. Like something we wear every single day, no two thoughts about it, we have it, okay. And then they're over here having to smuggle it in. Damn. I don't know if like jeans were like illegal in Russia or just like a sign of like the Western way of life yeah i can't remember what it was um i'm pretty sure orange is the new black touched on it as well so like it is a thing that'd be weird but i mean i i just enjoyed little easter eggs like that um because i know peanut butter is almost an inherently american thing um when i was in england they didn't have peanut butter in the normal parts of the store. It was like in the little American area. And that it's, that's pretty much the case in several parts of Europe um, or overseas in general, I guess just peanut butter. And like, you'll ask Americans that, Oh, like, Oh, you did your study abroad trip or, Oh, you've been living in whatever country for the past year and a half. What's one thing you miss about home? A lot of them will say peanut butter. Wait, peanut butter. Really? Yes, because peanut butter isn't as big of a thing in other parts of the world as it is here. Um, so when people go on those extended trips, whether they're living there, just living, learning, whatever the situation is, they don't always have access to peanut butter and they just miss it because they don't have it and they didn't realize how much they loved it. Or if they did just absolutely love it, they just didn't have a whole lot of access to it. Oh, wow. I'm just over yep. thinking back to the last time I was at the store. I see this giant aisle full of peanut butter varieties. Things we take for granted. Um, oh. Another Easter egg that I just absolutely loved. Again, it was the smuggled clothes. Um, when Hopper and Joyce were just changing clothes, like not their little like glancing over the shoulder at each other or whatever. But oh, when Joyce to. fully when Joyce fully gets dressed. And I see a yellow shirt. And in the first scene that I noticed it in, it was like a real quick pan. So I was just like, was that who I thought it was? And my mom was like, what are you talking about? I was like, her shirt. Is that Hulk Hogan? And my mom was like, what are you talking? And I'm just and then she comes back into view and I'm like, it is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and so I know he's problematic today, like all that drama or whatever that happened. I'm not fully versed on that. But the reason it was a big deal for me is because my grandfather and I, we used to watch wrestling together. Oh, yeah. And 
like that he was our person um like we were always rooting for him and everything so back in the early 90s when i was doing that early mid 90s um like that was that was just our thing and so every time i see hulk hogan or i hear his um his call song i'm a real american it's just it's nostalgic for me <laughs> so like i yeah i know it's random and it's just like most people wouldn't have even thought twice they're just like oh it looks like a wrestler or something but no, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's Hulk. That's so cool that you're able to recognize that from just like a quick two-second glance. Oh, yes. How can you miss the yellow and red? <laughs> oh, very easily when you're me. Shit. I did look in way too deeply at the uh, magnitude for the earthquake. It was like 7.4. I'm just like, that's a very random number. Let me just look this up real quick. What released in 1974? Oh yeah, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's entirely coincidental, but fuck it. I'm putting it out there. Um, so that's going to lead me into my next thing. I'm going to say, like, you can say coincidental. I'm going to say expertly crafted. And the reasoning for that, and this is what I've been holding on to until the end. Um, so... Let's dive in to all of the 80s horror things that uh -oh. were in this season. So first and foremost, we have Robert England himself playing... Victor Creel. No, um, Victor Creel's dad. Yeah, uh, that's what I have. Victor Creel. Wait. Oh, Henry is the, the son. My yeah. bad. My bad. Hen yes, I was trying to remember his name because I was like, 11... Vecna, what's his human name? Henry Creel. Thank you. So we have Robert England himself playing Victor Creel. For those of you who don't know, maybe don't care, maybe missed it, whatever the situation is, Robert England is the Freddy Krueger. And so just, just like resonate on that for a second. Vecna gets you in a dreamlike state. So a lot of people, like, and I've read a lot of articles on this, doing a lot of own speculation, like, oh, I noticed that. Oh, I noticed that. Whew, okay. So gets you in a dreamlike state. Obviously, Freddy waits till you're asleep, actually dreaming. Um, but people were speculating that, one, obviously having Robert England himself was a nod to Freddy Krueger. Um, in that dreamlike state, again, Freddy Krueger, um having people like help you while you're in that dreamlike state again that was basically the only way to live is if somebody wakes you up from the outside world from your dream world um that uh let's see we saw the halloween mask michael myers um that eddie was wearing um in one scene so that was a very obvious one you know um, wait, wait 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 so Early on, I didn't see the second part of the season yet, but I saw you post a picture of what looked like a Michael <laughs> Myers mask chilling out on a field next to like a trailer park. And I'm just like, that has, is this from Stranger Things? Because I'm just like, this is very on the nose. <laughs> yes. This is way yes. more on the nose than anything else I've seen yet. Yes. So, you know, I absolutely love Halloween, um, the movie. Um, 1978. So again, it's not exactly 80s horror because it was 78, but it really gets lumped in because again, it's 78 and not like 72. It was almost yeah. the 80s. Um, so that again is something, um, 
they had a freaking lake house. The whole lake is a nod to Jason. Um, let's see what else. Um, I saw some other things. So I've never seen Evil Dead, so I can't speak on the references to that. But I saw some speculations um, for the Evil Dead. Um, like there was just a lot of other things that I can't even think about. But as an 80s horror fan, I absolutely just loved every second of that. I was just like, oh, that's that's a such and such, and that's this, and this is that. And it was amazing. So, I don't think that it's just mere coincidence for the earthquake being that magnitude. I think it was <laughs> carefully carefully planted as an Easter egg for people like me to enjoy. I will say that with the main tone being the uh, Nightmare of Elm Street way of killing people, I was pleasantly shocked when it turns out it wasn't Victor Creel doing stuff, because he was just locked away in a asylum this entire yes. time. I'm just like, oh, hey, that's cool. They brought pretty much Robert England in for like a glorified cameo just to throw people off. Yep. I think we just have to go down to this as, uh, was this season good? Overall, yes. I, I like it. I just don't know if I'd want to rewatch it anytime soon. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> there, I don't want to say I never rewatch shows because I definitely do. Um, but Stranger Things. Like, other than, like, spot-checking those references, like I mentioned earlier, um, to see, like, oh, did they really throw this back? Or, like, um, was it really a recall? Or is this person just making it all up? Other than that, Stranger Things isn't something that I would rewatch. like I rewatched King of the Hill. Like, I can put King of the Hill on and just enjoy any episode, anytime. Stranger Things is something that I would have to fully commit to rewatch um like i'd have to be like okay it's been a while i don't remember how any of this happened let's go ahead and jump right on in from episode one and rewatch so like I i'm right there with you i would not rewatch this anytime soon this season or the, the show in general as a whole like this was a good season it had a lot of character development but also feels they kind of played it safe. I guess it's mostly just gear up to like season five being the last season and all. Yeah. Kind of like a save the best for last type of thing. Then we had like, even the main characters themselves are like, hey, you should probably kill off all these characters, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And kind of like, yeah. a, am I next? Yeah, both Will and Eleven calling the showrunners, hey, you should definitely kill off our characters. I don't know. A lot of shows can be great early on, but it usually they usually fuck up that last season, you know? Uh, yeah. So I know a lot of shows, like show, like the, the final season for shows flop for different reasons. If it's an adaptation from books or whatever, obviously if that last book... Um, if it's manga and an anime situation, if that last volume of manga isn't done and the writers are kind of forced to 
finish it out. So it's one, not their writing style. They're taking the writing style and adapting it versus completely just writing the show themselves. Like that's going to cause upset fans. That's going to potentially cause the final season to flop. So like, that's one thing. This one, I don't think the final season is going to flop. Like they have a lot of potential. A lot of ways to work with it. As long as they don't pull an Ozark, it should be okay. First things first, let's pour one out for Game of Thrones. I've never seen it. You should definitely watch only the first four seasons. <laughs> I mean, so like th- that's one thing, um, like one issue, and I wanted to mention another issue. Um, some shows just last past their prime. Like, they keep getting dragged on and on when it could have ended organically a long time ago. Um, And I don't think that's going to be Stranger Things' issue. I think that, like, I have full faith that they'll be able to finish strong unless something catastrophic happens. Ooh, catastrophic? That is not how you say that word. I can't, I don't know, unless a catastrophe happens. There, there we go. go. Um, that's still not the word. Um, I, I don't know. It just sounds weird. Unless something big and bad happens. Um, th- like, I have full faith that they'll be able to finish really strong. Like, the show, like, they could technically keep going. Um, so it, it's not, like, I've, as long as they don't do a rushed ending, they still have potential to wrap it up nicely because it's not like it's past its prime. It's not like it has a situation of, well, they didn't finish the book, so we don't know what to do. And instead of just leaving it as a cliffhanger, we're going to write it ourselves. It's not a situation like that. Um, It's not past its prime. So again, as long as they don't pull an Ozark and do just a rushed ending just to wrap it up, it could still finish strong and make sense and be a good ending. Well then, let's uh, also pour one out for How I Met Your Mother, then. Never seen that either. Wow, because I'm just like, yeah, that definitely went way past its prime. That's what I've heard um, about that one. It's just like, oh, yeah, it would have been better if they ended it before such and such and such happened. Like, they just kind of, like, let it end, but it felt like they were dragging it on. And, I mean, that happens a lot, because, like, you're doing great, you want to keep it going. It's fine. Like, I, I get it, but sometimes if you know when to end, go for it. Like, like, like you said, Will, um, Finn Whitrock and Millie Bobby Brown, they're over here saying, yeah, kill our characters off. Because, at the, like, obviously, they're seeing it as a, it makes sense to kill our characters off. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd have more people complaining about plot armor with Steve. <laughs> so, as of right now, we have Stranger Things gearing up to end on a decent schedule with I season so. five. I think so, for sure. It hasn't run its course. It might take a couple years just to get it out, but it will definitely be interesting to see whether or not they can stick the landing after a very solid season. I'm just happy they had a recap on the very first episode because i was just like i do not remember anything from the last three seasons too (laughs) 110 percent um normally 
with some shows, like, I'm like, oh, I remember, and I just skip it, and it's fine. With Stranger Things, I was like, I have no idea what happened last season. They're like, oh, hey, there's this character who's at number six. I'm just like, who the fuck is number six? Then they had Billy, who was like, I could have sworn he was only a character in one season. Nope, two and three. Really? Yeah. I thought he was, like, introduced in season three and died in season three. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. See, that that tells you how long it's been since I've seen it. I'm like, Max was introduced in season two. I'm like, says who? I'm just like, oh, shit. I, I don't know. It's just when you have so much time between seasons, you just like, where are all these smaller details you miss? Yeah, definitely. That's okay. We'll just be in here in like two years from now being like, oh, there goes season five. Just announced. Stranger Things spinoff, the 90s. <laughs> I mean, the Doofer Brothers are working on a Stranger Things adjacent project. They're like, what? Weird objects? Um, <laughs> good one. No, um, like, it's set in the same universe. So, like, the same creatures and things. I, I didn't look too much into it, so I don't know if it's set in the Upside Down um and it's taking that angle or if it's set somewhere else in the u.s um or if it's set in hawkins with other people i don't know a whole lot about it um just that they are working on another project that expands the creatures at least all right real question let's be real here if you lived in hawkins and you had no idea what was going on and all of this happened would you move out too Oh, I would have been gone, like, when the first shit started happening. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have made it to season four, let, a, like, let alone season two. Like, I would have been gone. Just be like, oh, hey, uh, did you read on the news that the giant gates of hell open up in Hawkins? It's a good thing we moved the fuck out of here. I mean, that's basically what happened. <laughs> uh, like, because we saw, like, the I, I call them the mini gates, like the little portals uh, before the actual gates opened. So like what we're just priming up the main gate. Basically. We have this giant X shaped red scar coming across this entire land. It's glowing red. There's gray smoke coming out. It's raining ash. I recently rewatched um The Mist. Stephen King's The Mist. Yeah. Or was it The Fog? I can't remember. It's one of those. Um but anyway, some of the creatures in that reminded me of Stranger Things. And okay. of course, it's U.S. military involvement. Um, so, not saying the U.S. military was to blame for Hawkins being a hotspot, like unless we find that out in season five. Um, as of right now, it's just the military is like, she's doing it. It's all her. Let's stop her. Um, in this one, the military was directly to blame for it. Um, one of their experiments or something. But that—that's very much what it's reminding me of. Um, and so I would not be surprised if we see people grouping up and taking refuge in um, Hawkins. I know we started seeing like the school was being used um, as a shelter, but I wouldn't be surprised if as time passes, we're going to see some kind of post-apocalyptic wasteland scene where people are scavenging. Um, if you saw Bird Box, like similar to that. <laughs> um, what else? a quiet place like people running in small packs small groups um trying to find 
larger groups of each other in safe places. Like, I would not be surprised if that's what we get in season five. That was or more on the lines similar. of like complete world catastrophe. Like, the world is destroyed and gone and countries fallen. This is just a small town in Indiana. For right now, there's no telling what's going to happen in season five. Like, it could be the whole U.S. in season five. Like, it could start with Hawkins, and these creatures are just out and roaming. Like, and that, that's how it was um, in the Stephen King movie. It was that one specific area. So, I don't want to say contained, because it wasn't like it. the town was in a bubble, and everything was only happening there in that bubble. Um, but they didn't really they they weren't able to make it to another town to find out if it was just there so it's like set just in their little area um like similarly like the other ones like bird box a quiet place it's set in their specific area but for those we know without a doubt um that they were worldwide this one um i didn't start it from the beginning and it, so it could have said that in the beginning i don't know for a fact but the way that they were acting, the way that they were talking about the military and their experiments and the location, it made it seem like it was just their town. Um, and so, like, I, again, I could see something like that happening, whether it's on a worldwide level or just a more more so contained level of just Hawkins. I could see it. This is all speculation for season five. Oh, yeah. All speculation. On no grounds. No grounds except this is what I've seen in a lot of different movies. Maybe the uh, evil colonel comes up and teams up with Eleven and they all storm the underground. I mean, the upside down. I mean, we're not done with him. Like, he could come back and, like, full-on kidnap her in a crisis moment. Like, she's getting ready to fight and, like, he just kidnaps her. And then everybody's scrambling, like, how do we get her back? How do we stop what's happening? Like, we're in the middle of a fight and they just took Eleven. What do we do? But those kids are resourceful. They'll figure it out. Maybe. Don't say maybe, Chase. <laughs> they're resourceful. They'll figure it out. <laughs> sure, they're resourceful now, but who knows what's going to happen next year. This is true. I don't know. I think that's uh, pretty much as far as we can go for this season. Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Oh, yeah. One last question. If you were taken to the Upside Down by Vecna... What would be the one song to pull you out? Why would you ask me this? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who does not know, I am so indecisive. I don't know. Um, it was recently National Video Games Day, and Chase asked me, what's your number one top video game? And I gave him the exact same answer. Why would you ask me this? You know I don't know. <sighs> I mean, it has to be like a song you're currently vibing with right now. What's something you've been listening on repeat recently? Chase, I'm about to tell you something that you don't know about me. I don't like music like that. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so that is everyone, like, everyone's reaction when I say this. I don't like music the way other people like music. So you remember when we were in middle school and Hot Topic came out with that campaign, Music Equals Life? And so, like, that was everybody's thing. Like, it was printed on merchandise, whatever, and they're like, oh my god, music is life, and 
if I didn't have music, I would die. My life would be so meaningless and like all of this. I never related to that. And wow. Yeah. So like, I like music. I appreciate it in a sense, but I don't like it like other people like it because people are like oh my gosh it's my favorite band it's my favorite song and like yeah i do have favorite bands and i wouldn't like i have songs that i like i can't pick a top favorite um but uh, vecna would just get me like i i would just die because nobody would know what to play um yeah you'd be like pull up her itunes find the most played why are they all played exactly the same number of times Fun fact, my iTunes um, re- like, uh, replay, whatever they call it, I don't know. I think Spotify's is what wrapped, and so I think iTunes might be replay or something. Um, it looks just about the same every single year. <laughs> so. I mean, I get it, we're approaching 30, but there still have to be new songs coming out, right? That you might enjoy. Yeah, but, like, I wouldn't say that they're my favorite. And I also don't, like, listen to the radio all that often either. You know, that's entirely fair. (laughs) So, like, I don't usually discover new music because I don't listen to the radio to hear hits. And I don't take it upon myself to, like, go seek out new music. Um, So when iTunes started saying, hey... You have a whole lot of this specific artist in your library, and they just released a new song. Here, look at it. I really appreciated that, because that's kind of how I find new music now, is when they're like, hey, this person released a new song. You want to listen? Because otherwise I would have had no idea until like three years later when it's no longer new. Uh, At least there's that. At least you'd be able to find stuff there, because... That's the only way I really find new music, too. Like, oh, hey, somebody released something new. You should definitely check it out. I'll see on YouTube. Hey, this is recommended. When did it come out? A week ago. Sure, why not? Let's listen to it. Otherwise, I'd be in a car with somebody. They're playing a music. Oh, hey, I'm definitely vibing of this music. What's going on here? Oh, hey, this is just the new album drop. You should definitely look into it. I'm like, fuck yeah, this thing goes. Let's go. Yeah, see, you like music more than I do. But damn, not a single song. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Because, like, okay, so let me explain it this way. I saw a meme that's, you know, I love memes. Um, that right. basically, <laughs> yes, you know <laughs> I love memes. conversation is memes. Yes. <laughs> like, that's it. If you, if you check Chase's and I's, um message history it's it's literally just memes and videos like nothing Uh. (laughs) um but i saw one and the gist of it was if vecna got me i would die because my favorite song changes every week or every day or something like that and so i wouldn't say mine is that extreme like it constantly changes um but like if i hear a new song i'm like yeah this is pretty cool and so i'll listen to it for like a day maybe a couple days in a week, and then I kind of just forget about it. That's fair. Like, some of my favorite songs, I have a playlist on Amazon Music where it's the songs I drive home to after work. All right? Nice. 
It's See, literally about a hundred songs. I don't. Oh my god, <laughs> you have you do kind of have a, a farther drive. Like mine's like a fifteen minute drive. I have um, a ten minute drive. What the heck? I thought, <laughs> I thought it was what? Okay, okay. <sighs> bring it back, Mushy. Bring it back. Okay. At least it never gets boring because you're you're guaranteed to not hear the same what five songs most if you if you're stuck in traffic that day you're guaranteed to not hear those same five songs every single time exactly. so i get it i don't usually use playlists like i have a couple but i'm when i make playlists it's really like a collection of one artist's songs so instead of having to go and listen to each album individually i have like that one artist and then i put their whole discography um in that one playlist so it's like every single album they've ever made in order by track list by album year in a playlist so like that's how i make playlists so i don't really have playlists that are like oh songs i want to drive home to or songs i study to or songs i take a shower to or anything um i when i want music like in that sense i just put my whole library on shuffle i cannot do that yeah i don't know what i'm gonna get I just put the whole thing on shuffle. Like that is my version of a playlist. Um, so I really like admire people who are like, this is my road trip playlist. This is my dinner playlist. This is my swimming playlist. Like I have all these different playlists that I use for whatever I'm doing. I admire that. That is not me. Um, like my cousin makes, pl- makes me playlists and he'll send them to me and I'll listen to them and, like they're there, but I don't usually go back to them. Like I'll I'll listen to them like the day he sends them, and that's it. Uh. Um, but I will say I either do that or I will hyperfixate on a song and I will listen to it like a hundred times in one week. Um, so so it's like there's no in between. But even then, even though I listen to that song one hundred times that week, I wouldn't necessarily say that's my favorite song. Man, I remember when I did that back in high school. I was listening to Alien Ant Farm's Smooth Criminal. Oh, that's a good one. I have that one. Me too. Let me see if I can find, like, just to show, like, how ridiculous. I'm trying to see if I can find my, like, I can't find my, I don't know ever how to find it. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, this one doesn't have the... The, the replay in order. It just says the songs that you played. Um, so, for example, like there was a song. It's called Going Bad. It's by Meek Mill featuring Drake. I listened to that song. like It was one of my top songs for the entire year. And it was like over 500 plays or something. Um, so that's like one time a day for a whole year extra. Um, but that's not my favorite song. Like That song wouldn't save me from Vecna. <laughs> It was like, I just like to listen to it. And now that I'm looking at it, I think these are actually in order of how often I played them, um, just based on the song. Okay. Well, some of them, not all of them, because it's like this one, it's like, I only listened to that song a handful of times. Why is it on here? Um, But anyway, like, I don't know. I think I would just die. You can't just die, though. There has to be at least one. No! <laughs> <laughs> There's not! 
Go back like, to that list. What was that? What was the top spot? Um. So that one from. See, but these are also. Ugh. Okay. Before I do that, so I have different artists that I like more than other artists. But I just told you that I put all of my music in my library and I put it on shuffle. I will skip certain songs because I will only listen to them if I am listening to the entire CD in order. Okay, then. So, technically, like, this could be my number one favorite band, but they don't show up as my top slot. They might show up as slot number three or four because I'm always skipping their songs because I only listen to them when I'm listening to the entire CD. So, like, even that isn't a real enough indicator of what would save me. Like, it would be easier for me to say, oh, if you play anything by this artist, it'll save me. Because it's more so their voice than the, the song itself. So, do you have a CD player? I, I do you have just, a vinyl? I do have a CD player, and I do have vinyl. And I will tell you that I will only buy vinyl records of stuff that I like. Like, if I didn't... If I don't absolutely like it, I don't have it on vinyl. Like, I won't just buy a vinyl record thinking, oh, maybe I'll like this artist. It's like, no, like you sample the song. I have Apple Play, so I'll sample it. Or Apple Music, sorry. I'll sample it on Apple Music. Okay, that's pretty good. If I don't absolutely love it, I'm not buying a physical copy of it. That's fair. Vinyls are a huge commitment. They are. That being said, is your favorite song on a vinyl? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I will tell you, my vinyl records, um, I have a couple of oldies ones that I inherited. Um, so excluding those, all of the ones that I bought, I have several Linkin Park, several... Fallout Boy, and one weekend. Hmm. Okay, so let's just uh, work uh, the process of elimination. There is no process of elimination. All all three are tied for top one. <laughs> Chase, you are not going to get me to name a number one between the three of them. Because also, I love George Strait, but I don't have a George Strait vinyl. I'm just shocked we managed to make it down to three artists. Consequently, they are usually in my top three. But also, I really like Black Bear, but I don't have a Black Bear vinyl. Like, he was usually in my top played. Um, he's one that I'm like, oh, he has a new song out? Let's listen to it. But, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I'd just die. <laughs> Unless you, like, I, I don't know. Can you play the whole album? Well, like, the whole album will save me. Can you, can you just play the whole thing? Track one all the way to track 12. Just play it. Sure, it has to be at, like, times 10 speed. Let's go. Do it. <laughs> but, so, again, those um, albums, I know every single word to every single song. I will not skip any of the songs. So, I, I guess, based on that criteria, it makes it a favorite. Like, you could play um, any song on one of the albums and I'd know exactly like, oh, this is track number seven. Um, this is track number nine. This song came first or before it, this song came after it or is coming after it. And so like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. If we were going by the criteria of an album, 
I would have to pick the Demon Days by Gorillaz. I don't know which one that is. Is that the so, one? For the Feel Good Ink? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. That's a good choice. If we're going by songs I've been listening to a lot recently, I'd go with like Mojo, Lady Hear Me Tonight. Because that's the one song I can just keep playing back and over and over again and not get bored of it. You already know I'm going to say, never heard of it. That's fair. Um, but again, that doesn't really mean much because like, it could have been a Billboard Top 100 and there's still a pretty good chance that I still never heard of it. And it's going to be like uh, next time when we get all four people in this one chat room badly singing songs. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I hope you guys are ready, dear listeners. Uh, next time, we're going to be uh, breaking your ears with our smooth voices and Jimmy's high-pitched singing. Jimmy does love his high-pitched singing. <laughs> so prepare. Have your preferred headache medicine on standby. Oh, and... uh. We'll be having a special guest next episode, too. We will. We're super excited to have them on. We were just recently on his podcast, talking about Metroid 2. Boo. Metroid. But until next time, this was Chase. And I'm Mushy. And you can find us on pretty much all the social medias, mostly Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. As well as TikTok, but we don't really post anything on TikTok. We just exist. So. You know, it's it's, it's that kind of mindset of you got to claim it before somebody else can. Like your handle. Before somebody else can claim PlayCube GameCast on TikTok and post things pretending to be us, we have the handle. We're not big enough for that to happen just yet, so maybe next time. Maybe on whatever new social media is going to come out in like two years from now. Do you think Facebook will ever die like MySpace did? It should. Oh. <laughs> it should. <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was not expecting that answer in that tone or in that manner, <laughs> because that sounds like you're fed up with Facebook and you want it gone. Let's be real. MySpace, that lasted like a what? A solid four years at most. Facebook has been going on for about 15 years now. Has it been that long? It's been at least 2008. So that's 14, 15. Um, and I, I, I know it existed. Like, I didn't get on Facebook until 2009. Um, but I know it existed at least a few years before that because it was in its original phase of only students at this university can use it um, before it eventually blew up to what it is today. Um, dang. Time flies when you're shitposting. <laughs> so, Facebook should die. It should be replaced with something new. Many others tried to do that, but they just all failed. We had Google Plus for a while. <laughs> I don't even know what the heck that is. Where everyone was in circles. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'll take your word for it. We're just going to have it's like some kind of future social media where everyone just rates each other on stars in real time. 
Oh, goodness. I would have zero stars. Oh, don't look at her. She's an undesirable. She has zero stars. Yep. We're going to be here in our community of four and five stars. Jeez. Social outcast. Mommy, why can't I marry him? Because he has two stars. That's two lower than yours. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Dating in the future be like. You're on Tinder flipping away, being like, hmm, one star, two star, five stars. You've been blocked from swiping left on the five stars. You do not meet the star requirement. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> you can pay for Tinder plus plus to add an extra star to your profile. This will not save you from real life stars. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be terrible. It'd be like part of that new six by six by six requirement. Six foot tall, six pack abs, six figures, six stars. I have not heard of that. And that is kind of um, disheartening. It really is. But until next time, when we are singing our hearts out, and by we, I don't mean me. Because no matter how hard I can try, she's just not singing. I'm not. But I will be here to witness it happen. Enjoy! Because we are back for season three! Dun, dun, dun. The big three. I don't know what kind of games we have planned for this season. We could literally do anything at this point. But until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.